Hello, so welcome back to another episode of the Awkward Adventures of a College Graduate. It's your host, Jared. And so this week is, uh, I don't want to say it's special. It is going to be a little different, though. It is kind of a little special. So I'm actually, for the people who are going to hear the podcast on Monday, um, I'll schedule it to come out on Monday. Um, or I might do something Sunday. I might, I don't know. It depends how I feel. But pretty much, because um, y'all don't be listening <laughs> on time anyway. <laughs> um, but pretty much, um it's special because I'm actually recording this live on IG while recording it, you know, um, on a Friday, on Good Friday to be specific. That's due to the fact that I know I was going to go home this weekend, give my family and everything like that. And I didn't feel like trying to rush back, you know, Sunday and then I'm trying to do shows earlier and all that stuff. And I was like, I don't want to rush back or I don't want to to have to worry about, you know, fighting getting back and doing all these things and this supposed to be the day I'm supposed to be spending with family and stuff like that so I was like nah so pretty much decided to do this episode now hold on just check something real quick oh no had to readjust my mic that's what that was right now but yeah pretty much I made the decision I was like all right so cool I'll just record on on Friday instead uh just because it just makes more sense you know, and it allows me to, you know, be consistent with the podcast. One thing I've been trying to do a lot more is I've been trying to be more consistent. I've been trying to, you know, really for real, for real, just, you know, just really take the podcast thing serious. Like, not that I wasn't taking it serious before, but, you know, I've taken breaks here and there. You know, I'm not at, I think I'll be at episode 44 with this episode. <clears throat> I know, or it'll be 43, actually, because I got thrown off with the numbers. <laughs> But um, I'm just trying to get, you know, consistent with it, build a, you know, a, a listenership, you know, once again, <clears throat> as always, as I always say, excuse me, I'm sorry, I'm coughing in your apologies to those who are listening um, to this podcast later is, you know, before we jump into the topics, um, please like, share and subscribe to the podcast, The Awkward Adventures of a College Graduate. You can find on Apple Podcasts, po- um, Stitcher, um, it's also on Anchor, um, Google Podcasts as well. And pretty much anywhere you can find your streaming podcast, or you can stream podcasts. I think I already said Spotify. Um, if you have a inquiry about wanting to, like, you know, just advertise your business, which I also will advertise on my IG as well as my, you know, podcast page, and just on the podcast in general, please hit me up and DM me. Whether that's through the black underscore, um, the the underscore black underscore ambivert page or the AAGC podcast page just so that we can do that if you're interested in collaborating having me on an episode you know wanting to be on an episode of the podcast you know we pretty much can talk about anything I'm open to that um, let me know and you can do that you know the same way either DMing me or going through the official email the AAGC at gmail.com that's a good way of you know reaching out to me um, for any real increase and things of that sort uh, check out my my Instagram page for my art the underscore or uh, no it's not the excuse me Ahmad underscore graphics once again Ahmad underscore graphics A H M A D underscore graphics and of course if you're listening to this live or your when you are listening to this um, please live tweet the episode I do have a, a Twitter and <laughs> where sometimes um, or most times I usually have a question associated with the episode or the preview. If you're a listener, you probably saw how I had mad, mad, like, previews that went up because I was just so behind um, with them. But there's probably going to be a preview that's going to be up 
along with a question just so that you can live tweet and just interact i want to interact with people if you're listening i want to interact with you i want to laugh with you you know talk with you whatever it is so you know um just do that and you can do that at um basically tweeting excuse me that's my my heater in the background sorry (laughs) y'all by live tweeting hashtag a hashtag capital a capital a capital g capital c capital p lowercase o d c a s t so basically a a g c podcast on twitter you know and if you if you like it you know say it if some of you don't like you don't agree say it too you know we all grown here we're all adults so i i'm curious to hear what your opinion is as well excuse my rough appearance i didn't i have my hair picked out but i just because of the the headphones i didn't want to have it out it's a little crazy that's why i have the hat on and everything like that but yeah this week just to hop into it because i've just been rapping the whole time giving all my church announcements speaking of church <laughs> that's what we basically talking about this week this week i thought about a topic i actually struggle like i'm we run out of ideas sometimes guys like well not guys or <clears throat> y'all i'll be running out of ideas of things to talk about because you know you you start you know a lot of my my podcasts are based off of life experience some things are like you know heavier topics some things are lighter topics sometimes i don't want to give you the same thing over and over again like i could have very much did a social media week and i am going to get into that there's going to be a little bit of that but i really could have did that but i feel like that would have been too easy and that's what everybody was talking about so i wanted to do it in a different sense any sense that um that kind of gives you a different feel to it right so that's how i'm kind of doing it but like, you know running out of ideas sometimes so if there's something that's specific you want to see from me please hit me up and let me know i can do an episode about it it could be about pretty much it could be about interviewing it could be about the job search and how ghetto that can be it could be about like a lot of different things even that first month out um and different things like that i don't think i've i've talked about new grad depression but i don't think i've gotten to it too 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 heavy so that's something i might be able to talk about at some point in time but anyway um jumping into the topic so this week the topic or the episode title is probably going to be good talk on good friday so if you are of the christian sect um whether catholic whether um baptist you know lutheran presbyterian or, or some something in that realm you know that this is considered like holy week in in that in that um i guess in that tradition or not tradition in that in that area or that religion in in our religion <clears throat> i i do identify as a baptist christian i guess is the best way um i was born and raised baptist so that's how i you know i see myself or you know that's how i i am but you know that's just the way i was raised so you know my church is baptist so that's just how we do things so that includes you know full submersion in in water when you are baptized and other things um but you know there might be other churches who aren't baptists who kind of are the same too it just really depends excuse me a second excuse me sorry you know i'm yawning (laughs) Mm. i I did work all day and then i'm doing this so (laughs) it's probably i'm yawning a little bit but yeah pretty much like for real for real um that's that's the thing so this is our holy week so our holy week you know for those who aren't because i'm not going to assume that everybody turn around my mic a little bit <clears throat> sorry to y'all so i'm not gonna assume that everybody knows what holy week means or you know they're aware because we may not all be the same religion we may not be religious at all so essentially holy week in the christian faith is basically the week um that jesus was 
leading up to the week that Jesus was um, basically crucified on Good Friday and then also his resurrection on Easter morning or, you know, Easter, you know. And so this is just a week usually of, you know, prayer, consecration, you know, being mindful of certain things and celebrating it. Of course, due to the pandemic and the, the um, pepperoni pizza, more so, what I call it, um, we're not able to necessarily celebrate it the same way. And I know last year was the first time, um, and I know a lot of people's lives are just in general, they weren't able to actually be there on Easter Sunday. So it's very different. Um, but this year, you know, with things opening up a little bit more, you know, taking a little bit more precautions, um, people getting vaccinated and doing tests. As a matter of fact, I just did a test earlier today just so that I know I'd be good for Sunday and also just good for going home. You know, one quick side note, if you have the ability to get tested and it's free or you can do it or whatever, just testing is a key to beating this thing. Um, better to know your status and, you know, be careful or, you know, if you're going to be in a larger group or setting or whatever, testing ahead of time and knowing that you're good and encouraging those around you to do the same thing so that you know that you potentially aren't spreading it, right? Um, but, yeah, anyway. <clears throat> Sorry, and this is allergies, by the way. <laughs> I know I had a couple unexcused coughs, stuff like that. But basically what I'm saying is that that's pretty much the spill on Holy Week. You know, Friday... Is the day that Jesus um, was crucified on the cross. He, he died. And then over the weekend, or, or I guess you consider like, you know, from Friday night to Saturday or Sunday, he, he was supposed to have gone down to hell, took back the keys and opened things up. And then, you know, was resurrected and, you know, ro rose up on Sunday morning, you know, and that's where it's celebrated. It's like, oh my God, Jesus is back and everything like that. And all those different pieces to it, right? And so... Um, talking about that and thinking about that, I was having a conversation with a friend, and so um, I can say his name, Wes, one of my good friends, Wes, and we were talking about it. I was like, man, what am I going to talk about today? And he was like, well, why don't you talk about Good Friday and why don't you talk about the things that encompass that? And I was like, I don't know how I want to go about that because, you know, I've done a religious web, ep web episode. <laughs> this isn't a web webinar or, or a web show series. But I've done a religious episode, and so, you know, not that I ever want to deny my faith and things like that, or I don't want to do that. I'm sorry, I keep moving my nose around. Not that I ever want to deny my faith, or I ever want to just, like, you know, not talk about it. But I wasn't sure of what angle I wanted to take with it and how I wanted to talk about it. Because, you know, I didn't want to give you the same thing before. Like, I've said my favorite gospel song and things like that, and it was really, like, a fun, uplifting episode. But I wanted to do something different because, you know, it's like the topic overall of this podcast is, you know being a recent graduate from school, now I'm going on two years, not as recent. Um, I don't want to talk about the first thing I'm going to talk about every single day is, oh, I'm out of school. I, you want to you wanna have some variety. So I was curious how to do that. But as we were talking and everything like that, a topic came up that I think would be perfect for today as we, we talk about Easter Sunday. <clears throat> and I'm pretty sure, unless you live under a rock, you, you, you're aware of um, the, the, you know, the controversy with um, Little Nas X and his video and his sneakers. And so I figured this would be a good time to talk about it. I'm going to talk about that later down the road, but I want to build this up and build to the, the pieces to getting there. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, what I'm saying is basically I want to talk about, you know, a controversial topic, which is, you know, why are, and I'm not a millennial, we're not technically millennials, so let's break this down. Millennials are <laughs> before, um, I think, 96 or something like that. It's so weird because they keep mixing up millennials and Gen Zers, and it's just this whole thing. It changes every five minutes. But pretty much, I'm not a millennial. I'm a Gen Zer. So I will say, why are millennials 
and Gen Zers not as involved in, I guess you could say, organized religion. And I'll say from the perspective of black religion, so Christianity, um, as it, they once were. You know, and some people say it's a very, some people may say it's a very old and very, it's a very old topic and a very old argument and stuff like that. But I think it's very relevant, especially considering what's going on now. Little Nas X, if I'm not mistaken, was born in 99 or 98. He's either a year or two younger than me. And so he's a perfect example of like, you know, why have we got, why are people not as religious anymore and things like that. And so I first want to talk about that and I'll talk about my experience and I'll talk about this experience that I've noticed is that I think for me, um, when it came to coming home and just being involved in church and still being involved in my faith, it's definitely kind of like the, I don't want to say it was the expectation, but it's like the foundation that was built for me before I left for college, right? And so I will say that in college is probably the time I didn't go to church at all or really go to, I didn't, yeah, I didn't really go to church at all because, you know, I didn't really join in our chapel services. So that's probably the time that the most that I was probably the most disconnected from God in that sense, even though there are different ways of doing that. Um, but I definitely know that for me, that was a big time. But from me, once I graduated from school and I came back home, it almost was like I didn't like, you know, I never missed a beat. Like I was like, OK, I'm back now. So back in those times, I was involved in uh, church ministry, uh, missionary ministry and, you know, not as much as other things. But like I was still involved in a sense. And it was like, all right, cool. So I could come back, you know, I just kind of jump back into where I was at. But it's different. And I think that's a first key point um, that I'm going to bring up. And so I'm, I'm being very honest with you guys. I don't have a full <laughs> I don't have a um, I don't have this written down. This is all off the top of the dome. So hopefully I don't ramble or, you know, I don't trip over my words or just talk too much. But pretty much that's what we're talking about. But like, I'll, I'm going to hold that thought later. Um, but essentially, yeah, for me, when I came home, it was just like, you know, jumping back into what I was doing before, coming back to the church. Um, it was different, but it wasn't different at the same time because it's like my faith, like, is what I will say definitely sustained me um, while I was in school. So I think I've talked about it a lot. <clears throat> I've talked about it a couple times. In college are probably some of the roughest times, knock on wood. And I mean, this is life, so there's going to be other rough times, but college is probably some of the the times I've experienced some of the roughest lessons and some of the things I've gone through, you know, whether that's been, you know, difficulties for relationships, first time relationships and stuff like that and what that looks like, or, you know, school, which has never been an issue for me. I've always been pretty much like a a straight, not a straight A, but like A, B student. And so not having that and getting to school and not knowing how to do that and, you know, kind of getting involved in like, oh my God, I suck, you know, academically, because academics was like my thing. And I thought that's all I had to offer, but realizing I have a lot more to offer was a thing, you know, mental health is another thing, learning what that is, or finally acknowledging there's some things that I need to work on that I, I had to work through, you know, I was very, very cold and closed off. And it's like, I, I can't be that way, you know, and then also just knowing like, maybe I could benefit from talking to somebody, but I was just like, you know, it's that kind of stigma in a sense of not wanting to go or or like, you know, it's like um, what I talk about, where I start not knowing how and, you know, and then also, you know, difficulties with friendships and, you know, just growing pains and things like that and coming into general adulthood and some of those things that you kind of that kind of plague you, you know, for me, um, religion definitely was like a uh 
it was like a staple for me. So like, you know, while a lot of stuff was changing around me, you know, you know, maybe there were situations or things that were like changing with my academics and how I viewed that and what I wanted to do, you know, because, you know, I'm not going to medical school anymore. That was my whole thought process during school. But there's a lot of times, like, I'll be very honest with you. Most people don't notice. I, I had a feeling I wasn't going to go to medical school. I had a feeling that that wasn't what was meant for me. But I stuck stuck in there. And by the time you get to your junior and senior year, it's like it's too late at the same time. But then you keep this thought process in. I was like, I'm going to do something within the medical field. But it felt like I was fighting against God. And, like, every the more and more I fought, the more and more he threw over me. And sometimes you have to go through those experiences to know not to fight against him and just not here nor there. Um, but... Um, you know, in those situations, I feel like that's the one thing that was holding me down and keeping me sane for real, for real. Even though I wasn't praying as much or I wasn't, I didn't feel as close, um, to being connected to God. And that's a whole other thing. That's point number two. Um, I didn't feel as connected because I wasn't in a house or in a church, uh, per se, which by the way, side note, and I'm going to get into this next is not what you need necessarily to be close in to God and religion and stuff like that. But um, I was a, that was a big piece to it, but like you know, that's kind of what my experience was. So for me, it was just like okay, business as usual, but you know, it still felt very different, and that's a thing. And I'll jump into this. I think one reason number one of why you know we we don't see as many millennials and Gen Zers in church um, is because of the whole aspect of change when you come home. So for instance, oh yeah, let's let's get into this. Let's get into this. Y'all see this hoodie? Y'all see that? Y'all see that, your boy? You see you see your hoodie? <laughs> you see that? Oh, oh, look at the letters. Look at the letters right there. <laughs> Sorry, I had to just show off my hoodie. It's a hoodie I got from uh from I think it was from it was from TJ Maxx or or Marshalls. I think it was from TJ Maxx. It's a uh of course if you know anime, it's a Naruto hoodie. It's the um the shouting gun that she has um thing and then i have like a whole bunch of i'll show y'all later i'll take a picture this is dope design on the back of sasuke and i'm not even like a big sasuke fan but it's just like it was such a dope hoodie i was like i can't not buy this john <laughs> but anyway i didn't got all distracted but yeah pretty much the first thing i want to say is like a big reason why i think a lot of people um when you first come home, and I've had these conversations with my friends, or friends that have stayed home, you know, and didn't necessarily go away for school, is that when you're in school, um, or when you're in school, and you come home from, when you when you go, come home, when you leave for school, you're one person, everybody expects that. When you come home, you're a completely different person, and people don't necessarily respect that, or expect, they don't expect that, they don't know to expect that. But they also don't know how to respect that, if you get what I mean. And what I mean by that is basically, you know, 18-year-old Jared definitely wasn't 22-year-old Jared, right? I came home, 18-year-old Jared had a narrow view of things. I wasn't narrow-minded, but I had my my viewpoints of things. Like, you know, I could, you know, in a sense, I'm a person I could be very rigid or I could be like kind of a stick in the mud and stuff like that. And things like that, like very by the book, was like boom, 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 boom. But that wasn't necessarily the case with 22 year old Jared. You know, having had that life experience, you know, and life kicking my butt and just realizing that life isn't all things are made out to be, it's a lot more to it. There's not a lot of life isn't so black and white, which is what I thought. 
And that's why I kind of, like, in a sense, got messed up in a lot of times. Because, like, you know, having a thought process, life is very black and white. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go to school. I'm going to kill it in biology. I'm going to kill it in chemistry. I'm going to do this, 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 this. I'm going to go to medical school and be a doctor and all those things. And not realizing there's a lot more stuff in between, right? And so getting caught up in that, um, I definitely say my mindset changed in a sense. You know, in a sense, because it's like not as narrow-minded. And also, I've changed and I've grown, you know. I've been on my own, essentially, you know. Nobody's waking you up when you're in college for school. Even on my mom's, <laughs> shout out to her. She really would a lot of time. Like, if she knew my schedule, she'd be like, what's your schedule? When was your first class? Stuff like that. Like, low-key, <laughs> there's a couple times she'd call and she'd be like, don't you got class or whatever. And soon I'd be like, yeah, I'm up. Or I'm getting up or whatever. She's like, you don't need to be late for class or whatever. And da 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 So, like. Low-key, she did do that a lot <laughs> when I was in school. But, like, I was responsible enough. I had my alarm clock set. And then those days that, like, you know, class was chalked. Class was chalked. It was just, just keeping it above. It was just chalked. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so you, you come back a different person. You leave a kid or you leave a, a boy and you come back a man or you leave a girl and you come back a woman or, or vice versa or whatever pronouns that you subscribe to. Or choose not to subscribe to because you may not have pronouns. Um, but you, you leave one person, you come back a much more mature person. And so I think that's one thing that, especially within, <clears throat> it's not to talk about just the black church. I'm only talking from my perspective. So, you know, just saying that. If the With the black church is that sometimes we get caught up in that is that we are very hesitant. We're very resistant to change. And so... It's, it's like a very traditional thing because because we have such a very familial feel in church, which is like, I would assume a lot of churches are like, but maybe some aren't like that. Um, I think people get very familiar with you. And so a part of that traditionalism too, and not kind of not being as super open-minded, you start seeing people and it's like, oh, that's still 18-year-old Jared who graduated. Like I've known him, I've known him for for 18 years or I I thought I knew him right because that's the other thing too is that people sometimes in church I don't want to say you play church but we have a perception or there's a perception of you know and for my listeners who aren't as you know well versed in this and aren't religious I I I don't necessarily apologize because this is my life story I hope this is a very interesting introspective discussion you know and things like that (laughs) I hope it provides that but if it's not for you that's not it's not for you too and I respect that as well um so it may not be the episode for you. I promise I'll be back with something else next week. But, you know, this is me. This is my life. This is my podcast. No. <laughs> but, yeah, but pretty much, like, you know, uh, it's very much a, a perception that people have of you. Like, when they see you in one way, it's that kind of that double consciousness. So you may be one way in church, but then you're one way at school. You're Maybe you're one way with your friends. Maybe you're one way at home and stuff like that. And so the f- church vision that they have of you is one vision that they've had because they see you every single Sunday consistently. So when you go away from school, maybe you aren't as good at hiding that or you feel like I don't need to hold that person in anymore. Or finally, you're really letting out the true person that you've always been. Maybe you've always been an outspoken person, but at church, because of opportunity or just politics or the way things are, you weren't as much of that or just lack of opportunity. You were just a very much a quiet person or maybe you just weren't as comfortable or you didn't know how to do that. But now you're an adult. It's like, no, I'm very outspoken. I've always been outspoken. So I'm going to speak on these things and I'm, oh, I'm going to address these things. And I think that it messes with people because, you know, from the perspective of it's like when a parent 
raises a child and the child changes or they, they don't understand the child as their own person, you come back and you're this person. It's like, who are you? What are you doing? What did you do? Like, like, oh man, like for instance, like, you know, okay, somebody, say somebody goes away to school and they suddenly come back and they're tatted up. Like they got tats all the way up to their arm and stuff like that, you know, and things like that. And so they see them like, yo, what? You have tattoos now? Why do you do that? Da, 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 da. And it's like a thought process like, that's not the type of person you are. You've never been at, are you trying to, you trying to hang out with people and you trying to fit in and stuff like that. But it's like, nah, <laughs> in reality, buddy been getting tattoos since he was 16. He just was hiding them or he's always wanted tattoos and so he's just finally did something in his adulthood in his life that he said he was going to do and he has the time and consistency because once you've really grown for real for real um <laughs> like once you pass that 18 point you know you could have been like saying i want to get tattooed and your parents are like nah 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 or something like that but once you get that a point in your way at school nobody can really stop you or do anything because you could well, for instance like hey I could have been up at school, like, I went to school in PA, like, you know, 45 minutes to an hour from Philly. If I said, all right, I want to get a tattoo now, I want to go do it, I probably could have went and went with one of my friends, or I could have went to Delaware or whatever, or grabbed one of my friends and be like, hey, let's go find a tattoo power or whatever, and did that. And not to say my mom was that type of person where she discouraged it, she just was like, always like, okay, that's what, that's what y'all want to do, it's like, just why? <laughs> I mean, there's certain things, but that's generationally, but like, you know pretty much you know this has always been somebody that person at the same time this has always been what's in them they've always had these interests and stuff like that you just didn't know that and so because you're so used to yo what's up appreciate you dropping in appreciate you dropping in um but i guess like what i was saying is that if you've always been if you always have like been kind of used to viewing a person a certain way it's very difficult to view them in a different way like i said it's like a parent when you when you're a kid right your, your parents view you one way like if your parents are very protective of you and stuff like that you know they're going to be still pretty protective just because you turn 18 it's not like this magical thing of for real for real like oh i'm 18 now i'm no longer a kid no your parents still pretty much going to son you or daughter you appreciate you <laughs> um in a sense that's still what they're going to do for real for real and it happens the same way in the church because we have this family film because we have these things right is that we 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 have these perceptions and we you know people get familiar with you and like i said they may be meeting your representative they may not know your true self they may not know that and so when you come home from school it's harder to hide that real person or who you really are or who you turned into and so that's a big reason why i think a lot of millennials and people are turned off from church in a sense at least in the black community because it's like you know i'm and some people just be like i'm 22 now so for instance some people don't always come home some people be like really grown with jobs out here and stuff like that they started their careers and all that stuff so it's like i'm 22 years old you're not about to tell me what i'm about to do and you're not about to judge me and all these different things or like make me feel a certain type of way like or it's even a thing like okay you talked to me crazy when i plumb crazy when i was a kid but you're not about to talk to me like that now nah that's not what's about to happen <laughs> like that's a but that's a real thing and so that causes that resistance and so unfortunately people see that as disrespect anytime unfortunately when you're um you have a i don't want to say a parent but when you have like a, a older person it's just this thing of like respect and deference or whatever and it's like this thing of like oh i'm older than you so automatically i'm right and sometimes that can't very much happen in the church and so because of that 
you kind of play with this thought of, okay, maybe I'm not going to speak up. But as you become an adult, and sometimes when you be young and dumb and stuff like that, you think you know everything, but sometimes you have valid points, and it's like, no, I don't agree with you. And when you say I don't agree with you, you can say it in the most respectful manner, or sometimes in not not the most respectful manner, they don't they don't appreciate it and don't take it well. And so that causes that clashing and that headbutting right there. And that causes a lot of those issues that you have. Like, And so people... Young people are like, well, hey, if y'all are so close-minded or, like, I feel like I can't have my, you know, my my voice heard here, then why am I why am I here, for real, for real? Like, why am I here? Why am I at the church? Like, I'm going to go to another church. And so what happens? They end up not being in church or they go to a younger church, you know. But that's a big part to it right there. That's the first part to it is that they, you know, you meet their representative and you or you the new person that they are you can't deal with that people can't deal with that who that new person is for real for real and so the i think the next piece that's very important that kind of goes along with that is um and i knew i was going to lose it i knew i should have wrote it down <laughs> um i'm trying to think of it now talked about meeting your representative and people not um you know coming back to church and things like that and they're not feeling like they're, they change into a person Ah, the other piece was like, dang. And this is a real thing. This is a real podcast. It's show how I, I, sometimes I don't be doing. Um, I think I was going to talk about, um, oh, I remember I was going to talk about. I know I was going to talk about. I think it's also a big piece that it comes down to is, is that realization of, of what I view religion, what you view religion as, and how you view your faith now, right? So, like I said, I kind of alluded to it when I first went off to school. I felt bad that I wasn't like necessarily at the chapel and I wasn't there and stuff like that and things like that. But I just realized, but I, I soon realized that that wasn't the place for me necessarily for my spiritual growth. And not to say that that was not to take away from what the chapel does or whatever, but you know, that just wasn't it for me. <clears throat> but for some people, it was. but you know, a part of that is that you realize, or the realization I think a lot of millennials and Gen Zers are having is that I don't have to be, I don't have to be at church to, I don't have to be in a physical building, like in the same traditional form to get my, to, to be religious, to like, to practice faith, to be a Christian or to be Muslim or to be, um, you know, to be Jewish or to be, um, well, Buddhists don't necessarily have a church, but to but to practice any pretty much any sect of religion, I don't necessarily have to do it in this very traditional form that I thought it was before, or like, you know, how I was doing it before. Sorry, phone started a little dying or whatever. It's like 20%. Okay. Um, but yeah, I don't have to do it like I was doing before. Like, I don't have to... Um, Pretty much, I don't have to like. I don't have to be in a building. Like, I don't have to go in the traditional route. And I think that's a very good point because you know, if we haven't, if we weren't nothing else from COVID in this this whole situation pandemic, is that you know, very much faith has to be on the internal inside, and that you have to do the work for yourself. Because, for instance, you know, if you didn't have a church that was able to, and I'll, I'll say that's the one thing about my church that I'm very blessed in is that my church made it work. And so, whether that was my pastor in the very beginning like he started doing facebook lives and stuff like that and that's how we would get the word he would record it from home and stuff like that or that became like you know it was like one or two people recording 
um, at the church or excuse me it was very innovative in that sense and we, we worked through and not we because I only did a little bit of it but there you know there was a conversation it was a working through those things to make that happen but if you unfortunately were a part of a church who wasn't as progressive technologically or just didn't have the resources because there are very small churches who can't afford it or or don't know where to start then I can see how it very much could have became like a thing where you lost that connection and so I say that's that's where I like it's important I think a lot of millennials have realized that and Gen Zers I'm gonna say Gen Zers I'm gonna say millennials because that's not my generation <laughs> but I think a lot of Gen Zers realize that before this is that I can still very much practice faith and not go to church in a traditional sense or like be at church every single Sunday right and so it's like you know I can believe in God I can practice attendance I can be in my Bible I can be doing studies for myself I can you know and I'm not taking away that I'm not taking away at all like the the need for the church or taking away like the what the church represents I'm not saying that it doesn't it doesn't suit a, it doesn't serve a purpose but for some they say it doesn't for them it doesn't serve a purpose in that traditional sense because it also comes down to another thing and i think i just remembered what i was going to say um but i'll get into that later is that you know i don't necessarily have to be here to still get the word i can get the word by reading my bible or i can listen to mike todd or I can listen to Steve Furick, I think. Or I, I can go to Elevation Church. I can go to uh, One Church LA <laughs> virtually. Or I can or I can do um, one of these different experiences. Or I can just choose to study it on my own because that's how some people are too. Um, and so it's like that takeaway. So it's like, why am I going to church? Why am I choosing to go there and spend my time? Especially if there's a, a sense of I don't feel welcome there or a sense of like I don't feel like it's serving a purpose for me That's how some people feel they may say I don't feel like it's serving a purpose for me I know what I do and why I go and why it serves a purpose for me um, And I think that you know as you study more you understand that but some people are fine with that It served for me it serves a purpose of community it serves a purpose of being able to give back It serves a purpose of an organization that I can part of I don't want to say organization but a, a house that I can belong to hey what's up it's just talking about you um for the listeners this is my friend uh Wes <laughs> he's literally the reason this episode's happening <laughs> um but pretty much yeah um as I was saying is that you know there's this there's this thought process in this um this I think it's it's a lost thing of like you know of the church you know feeling like you need to be there and for some people in that sense you don't have to necessarily the the church is in the heart and it's very much the body of the church and like being a believer and a christian you know and doing that the building the building the physical manifestation of that the building is not necessary but the heart and the the connection and the the things because a lot of Christianity is very much, um, it's very much, it's not tangible. It's very much parables and, and very much like spiritually. And it's a lot of things that are unseen and it's very connected by spirit. So in the physical sense of a house like that, you don't necessarily have to have one. It has its benefits and its purposes too, right? But 
um, you know, people find that they don't need that. So, you know, it's like, all right, well, if I don't need that, I'm not going to be here. <laughs> um, and that's that's why they do it. And I think that's a big reason why you see a lot of millennials or you say millennials, Gen Zers who aren't at church. They're they're still practicing very much practicing and they're religious. You know, they're interested in in learning about God. They're interested in talking about it and stuff like that. But um, hold on one second. Check something out. Uh, sorry. Just checking something out. Uh, I need to handle something really quickly. Hopefully. Okay, let's back. We good. And we back. And we back. And we back. I'm not going to do the sound. <laughs> I wanted to. The sound makes my skin crawl though sometimes. <laughs> um, shout out to Chance Rapper. <laughs> I used to be like, I used to be flinching hearing them do that on the songs. Um, but that's how you, that's, that's, that's a heck of a, um, of a tagline. Um, I'm just rambling now, but yeah, pretty much as I was saying is that, um, you, it's Gen Z and millennials not there really. Wait, Gen Z and millennials not there really. What do you mean by that? Um, if you just type what you meant. Uh, I'm trying to remember what I was, what my train of thought. Sorry, y'all, I got distracted. Um, I was checking something that on my phone being, a just being ghetto um but pretty much like i was saying is that like you know pretty much um that is i think one part of it is that we have that when it comes down to why uh, it's the church yeah in the church building yeah they're they're gen z's and millennials are in it they're really not really in the church building yeah i was just talking about that it's like you know they don't feel like they physical manifestation manifestation of the of the building is necessary but they still feel like maybe it's in a heart and so that's a lot of that too um and that's just this is these are all hypotheses you know or, or thought process that i have a they could be wrong they could be right um this is just things i've observed and i've, I've seen in a sense and i think the biggest next one to get to um, that kind of leads me into the topic about Little Nas X. If I don't talk about anything else, because I think I might get into other reasons why I think um, uh, there's a lot of, there's like um, people who are Gen Zers and millennials who aren't in church as much, is the church hurt. Church hurt is very much a real thing. In order to talk about this, there's a lot of nuances that we have to talk about. We have to very much, um, we have to call a spade a spade. So give me one second, y'all. Cause I need to plug my phone up because this one get real passionate and I already know that I might uh, be talking and I forget that my phone's dying so hold on uh, uh, let's hope that it stays up So I'm just gonna move over here. Oh, dang. I guess that's the next thing I need to buy. It's a, a stand for my phone. I have one. I just can't find it right now, which is amazing. This is I was recording. I think that's something I would have did earlier, right? Nah. Love to live. Uh, love to live dangerously. Not dangerously. Love to live. Okay, cool. Finally, in a place where it's cool. But, yeah, pretty much, and hopefully it stays there. Please stay there, phone. But anyway, like I was saying is that um, a big piece to this is, is church hurt. Sorry to your ears, <laughs> listeners. 
people who aren't listening on, on IG or watching on IG God. Um, but yeah, pretty much there's a church hurt piece to it. And I think that's going to take up a lot of time. And that's going to get into the little Nas X thing. Um, I think a big reason why a lot of Gen Zers and millennials also aren't in church is it's the, it's the hypocrisy <laughs> and the, the church church for them. And so when I talk about that, let's define church hurt if you don't know what it is. Um, cause I'm not going to act like everybody knows cause I don't want to use these terms and, you know, somebody who's not religious or who isn't a part of a black church or, or part of certain sects of church. Cause I want to just make it a black church thing cause it can happen anywhere. Um, and you know, I don't, I don't want to make that assumption, right. That you, you know what that is or you don't know what that is. So church hurt essentially is like, basically, I guess the best way to define it is any type of. Of, of trauma or, or things that you've that's occurred to you while you've been in a church building physically in that house um, that you carry through that causes you to no longer want to necessarily be in church um, it can range from a various various different things like it could be something that directly happened to you or something that indirectly happened to you so for instance I guess one good example would be say for instance um um you witness somebody at your church get pregnant, right? And so they got pregnant and they were unwedded. So they were having, you know, um, they were having unprotected and, um, you know, unmarried sex or there's a word for it. I can't remember the word right now. Um, but you know, they, as a result, they get pregnant, right? And so for them, um, you know, maybe your church is very conservative when it comes to that. Say they were singing in a choir or they just really weren't doing anything. But for whatever reason, you know, you see them become less social pariah at the church. So people stop talking to them. People start whispering every time they walk around. You know, they stop getting invited to things. Or maybe they were in a choir and they were singing very well. But now they get their souls taken from them. And maybe now even the, the part because it can happen afterwards is the baby's here and all this stuff is happening it's occurred and they're still being treated like a social pariah that is an example of church hurt you know rather than loving on that person and seeking them through their sin um i, I use that in quotations so i don't want to get into that whole thing but rather than seeking them through it or rather than working with them through it you've now taking on this thing where you're uh you're i'm trying to think of the words rather than help them out and be a friend and be christ-like which is love thy neighbor completely or jesus-like you're now judging them and stuff like that and so now unfortunately that might be a perception that they take with them to their church or in church in general right and it's like a thing. I don't know what's going on with my IG life. I keep seeing people popping it up. Um, anyway, I don't know if it's with this IG or people in general. Um, it probably is just scrolling along. Um, but anyway, the point I was making is now that that's occurred to them. So now they take that with them. And so now church has become like very much a traumatic place for them because it's become a place, a place that was supposed to be for healing, a place that was supposed to be for, for friendship, for fellowship, for love, for family has now become one of their biggest places of pain and a place that they've been they found their biggest bullies at and so oftentimes the places that hurt us are the places we don't want to belong in anymore so it can be that it can be bullying 
it can be um, witnessing things that just aren't right with your spirit. Like, for instance, maybe you witness infidelity within your congregation or in the higher ups in your church, and it's nothing that's done about that. And so there's a up there, and there's also a hypocrisy there where it's like, oh, none of you better commit adultery, and none of you better cheat on your your wives and your husbands. But then you see perhaps a minister or a a clergy other clergy member or a deacon or deaconess or whoever is in your your um, leadership they are sleeping around and it's what it's widely known that they're sleeping around for a member of the congregation so <laughs> it kind of becomes very difficult right there right when you think about it and so that's a thing of like church hurt and that's like indirect church hurt because it's like you know um there's there's two different types and so the indirect stuff is you witnessing things and it just doesn't weigh where it doesn't weigh well in your spirit and so it kind of turns you off then there's a the direct church hurt like the being called a social pariah or unfortunately for some people trigger warning um things happening to them while they're in church of that sort um i'm not gonna get into that but you know inappropriate things that they may have been harmed by somebody in a person of power uh, by a person by harmed by a person in a place of power and i think you pretty much know what i mean but um um very well those are very a lot of different reasons why people have church hurt and things like that um and then also there's the piece about judgment um for character and who you are so and this goes into the little nas x thing you know if you're a person who's maybe you're you're an alcoholic or you're dealing with that right you know, rather than it's like a, a environment where you can be helped or an environment where people are not are praying for you and are trying to help you and not judging you and stuff like that. Rather than it be that type of environment, it very well could be an environment where it's like, you know, you're judged for that or like people are like, oh, did you hear she came in drunk yesterday? Da, 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 da. Whispering all these things like that. And so um it's it's very much it can it can feel like a place of judgment for your sins right and i say that very lightly um uh and you can get judged for these things like it could be like you know some places you know uh being being an addict or you know being yeah being an addict of any type of sort you know churches are some churches are very good about that but some churches it may feel like you you get judged for that and that's a history and you have a past and people only see you that way and so you know, some people may still you feel like are condemning you to hell. Um, even though I do think that church does pretty well for that of of that, they don't necessarily do that in a sense of like people who have those past. But it could be something like that. It could be something like you had a child out of wedlock, and so you're still very much uh, judged in that respect, and you're still held back, and you're still, especially also there's a there's the piece of of sexism that can occur in some churches. That's a very big piece too as well. Um, because it's oftentimes a lot of times when you see people sat down, it's not the man who sat down, it's just the woman, <laughs> it's just the woman. Um, but I, I'll, I'll steal this thing that somebody said, um, when they said why that occurs, they said it's because oftentimes, unfortunately, the woman's sin, um, is what's seen invisible. You can visibly see that this person is pregnant. So you can see what they've been doing when it comes to a a, a man or somebody who identifies as a man. Um, you can't necessarily see what they've been doing, um, and you can't see the results of their their sin, everything like that. So, um, but there's very much those pieces like you know, 
getting judged for that and being made a social pariah for those things and stuff like that and essentially kicked out of your church um there's the the piece of you know of some churches that are very and it gets into traditional it gets into ideology and stuff like that um women and how they're viewed because there are still a lot of churches and still a lot of congregations that <clears throat> don't necessarily accept women as as pastors or or preachers or teachers in in that sense and so it's very much like discouraged and it's like oh women are not supposed to be in this role or whatever and whatever teachings that they they had because i'll say teachings or whatever or how they interpreted things that's what it said to them right um so it gets very very tricky and of course you know we have the main issue um or the the hot topic the hot button topic members of the lgbtq plus um community hey what's up bro good to see you hey what's up waving at people hey y'all are popping in good to see y'all love this love this for me <laughs> love this um but as i was saying that um there's a there's a big piece to um i think another part to this why millennials and why uh people aren't necessarily in the church is the whole idea of you know it goes and this is going to the little Nas X thing it's the idea or the piece about um people are a part of lgbtq plus community and so Oftentimes, and this is where it gets, and people say it's very hypocritical, is that um, for people who are a part of that community, you know, whether gay, bisexual, lesbian, trans, all these different pieces, all the different parts, um, it seems like that's one of those sins that, you know, people very much get condemned to hell. Um, guess I should be more careful my words considering the topic we're about to talk about. Um... But yeah, you very much, you have a thing where people get condemned to hell for those things. And so as a result, you know, people who are in, these, in the church, you know, who grow up, you know, who are who are dealing with that, they're, identi- they're dealing with identi- identifying that way or dealing with understanding their sexuality or identi- dealing with uh, understanding their gender identity, they oftentimes are judged for that because from the pupit, you're being preached if you're of a homosexual, and I'm using those words because that's usually the verbiage that's used in church. If you're of a homosexual lifestyle, you're going to go to hell. That you need to repent. That you need to pray to God about this. That you need to um, stop living this type of lifestyle. That you need to, you need to, you know, get your life together. You need to get right and all these different pieces and stuff like that. And so, somebody who's younger, hey, what's up? Hey, Glenn, how you doing? Um, somebody who's younger, who's going through those phases and who are going through those effects of trying to, you know, figure out themselves and stuff like that, that can be scary. I can only imagine. That can be very scary, especially depending on the church that you go to. You know, some churches, I will say, in the last few years or just in general are, some churches is more of a hush, hush type of thing. Your, what's up? is <laughs> very much a, the whole topic of LGBTQ plus community. It's very much a hush, hush type of genre. Um, in a sense of like, you know, we don't really touch it. We're not going to talk about it. We don't accept it, but we not we're not really going to go with that. So it's easier to just kind of fit in and slide in where you're at. But some churches is very much a hellfire and brimstone type of John, where it's like, nah, if you are gay, if you're anything but straight, you're going to hell, and we're telling you straight up and to the degree where you'll have people who are you know who are sat down because of it because they choose to openly 
um, you know, live their truth and things like that. So it's very much a, a issue and a thing like that. And so out of that comes a lot of hurt and a lot of pain because it's like, you know, somebody who's just trying to be themselves, who's already dealing with that because, you know, let's be very honest. Um, I'll say probably within a black community and certain other communities, I hate to say the black community, but I'm only speaking from my perspective, what I've seen from the black community. There's oftentimes not a lot of conversation about, you know, sexuality and sex and gender and stuff like that. You might have a parent who has had those conversations. And if you have had them, sometimes they're not the most positive, um, especially depending how close to religion they are. It may be a thing of like they're, you know, the closer they are to religion, the closer they are to these beliefs, the more that they align with you're going to hell and that it said Adam and Eve and not Adam and Steve and all these really stupid colloquialisms that are oftentimes used. <laughs> um, but you oftentimes have those things. And so if you are having those conversations with parents, it's probably not generally like a reinforcement of like, or it's not a re it's not a positive reinforcement. It's not something that's reaffirming you. It's pretty much reaffirming what's said in a pupit on Sunday about, oh, if you're this way, you're going to hell and stuff like that. And so, you know, there's that piece to it. And then there's also the bullying piece to it too, where um, people very much judge you or they're very much will sit you down, right? Um, they'll sit you down for that, like, oh, you're openly gay or whatever, so we're going to sit you down, you can no longer sing in a choir, or you're openly gay, a very negative experience with a sexuality talk in a church, yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> a very yes, yes, it, it's so true, thank you for adding that um, it can, and it, 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 to that point, it can be very scary, if you are having those conversations in church, depending on who has it, it can scare the mess out of you, you know, because I think sometimes, um, unfortunately, and this is why I think a big part of why millennials and Gen Zers aren't in church as much, is they, there's this fear tactic. <laughs> Hell is this fear tactic that we use in anything that goes against the norm, the norm. We use it, or they, we, we often, I say we because I'm a Christian, so I'm not, I don't use it, but we use it and we say, we just throw hell at it, just hell. Hell, hell, hell. Oh, you're wearing a skirt. You're not wearing, you're wearing pants in church. You're going to hell. And there are certain churches like that. Oh, you're, you're, you're not, you're trying to preach. You're a woman. You're going to hell. Oh, you're gay. You're going to hell. Oh, you're doing this. You're going to hell. You're going to hell. Hell, hell, hell. Yes, the hell and brimstone preaching. No love at all. Right. And that's the, that's the part where people get, feel very hypocritical is that if the Bible is saying Jesus is very much this, this loving figure and everything like that. If we're preaching all this hell and brimstone, where's the love at? And so this group of people, and I'm talking specifically about the LGBTQ community, they feel very isolated, right? And so as a result of feeling isolated, they, you know, they go into depression. They feel like they have nobody. There's, there's a reason why there's a very high suicide rate among people who are a part of the LGBTQ community, especially the youth. There's a reason why there's a very homeless, high homeless rate among, among individuals who are trans and a part of the LGBTQ community. There's a reason for the Trevor Project and things like that. Um, and so sometimes church, the place that's very much supposed to help us, it hinders us. And so getting into that piece, and I don't wanna say hinder, but it, it can hinder us. And so going into that piece, I talk about why millennials aren't in church and Zen Jesus aren't in church to get to the little Oz X thing. So I'm going to put this big disclaimer out there, right? 
is that I'm speaking from what I think occurred here in my perspective. I'm no way speaking for him because I don't know that man and what his thought process was. I don't know. And I wouldn't say, as somebody who's very open-minded <laughs> and know very accepting of things, um, I had saw the video. I saw, the, I, I had seen it. I 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 seen it. The video. And it had me shaking my Christian boots. I'm sorry. I had to say it. It did. I said, I was watching that video. I said, the blood of Christ and the Lord and Jesus and the fire and the Son, the Father, and the Holy Spirit. I said, no, Lord. Mm -mm. Pass me on by, oh, do not pass me on by, gentle Savior. <laughs> Hear my humble cry. <laughs> hey, what's up? Hi, how are you doing? Appreciate you popping in. But yes, um, that video, um, just because and that's also like goes into the mindset of like what i was taught and stuff like that you see things like the devil you see things like satan you see hell you see all these different pieces and stuff like that oh i'm actually gonna have to go off and hop back on so um i'm gonna hop off now so if you want to watch more and listen more please hop back on i'm still talking about this and i'm gonna finish up this topic appreciate y'all for joining in I'm sorry y'all I, I really be when I'm going in between lives I really do forget there's like a lot of mad there's mad dead space for the people who are listening to podcasts I appreciate y'all I love y'all I really do I'm talking to y'all now sorry y'all <laughs> for all that dead space I had to just hop back on IG live so if you're listening to the podcast now right and you are somebody who, who generally listens, please go onto my IG the underscore black underscore ambivert and check out the videos if you want to see this pretty face <laughs> no, I'm playing. Or you just want to see what I look like and you want to see me talking, you know, get the full effect of it. I talk a lot with my hands and sometimes jokes don't jokes don't hit the same when you're <laughs> jokes don't hit the same when you're trying to do them um via podcast form. It's very hard to get the punchlines in when you don't when people can't see you, right? Um <clears throat> But yeah, um just to recap what I was saying is that I watched the video, and that's and that's, that's coming from from a person who is very like you know very open minded, very you know understanding of certain things and stuff like that. I will say the video scared me. Um, it did honestly. What the hell? Right. Um, yeah, the video the video caused me a lot of it. It, it gave me a little. It 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 was a little alarming for me. Um, <coughs> sorry. And I don't I don't I don't think I'm. If you haven't known, if you haven't heard by now, I'll, I'll talk about what the video is. So, the video is basically of Little Nas X is for one of his latest songs, um, Montero, or Call Him by Call Me by My Name, or Call Him by His Name, or something like that. Um, essentially, where 
it's um from what I understand or what I remember because I saw the video because I was like I'm gonna check this video out. I had, saw it I was like oh okay I'm gonna check it out you know he has a new video out or whatever people are just talking about it and trending so essentially I think he starts off if I'm not mistaken in heaven or <clears throat> what I'm assuming was more so the Garden of Eden which um some people consider both or whatever he starts off there he falls in love with some type of serpent or whatever and next thing you know he's making his way down to hell in a on a stripper pole <laughs> and <clears throat> he's in hell and there's all these things going on and at some point in time he's he's twerking on the devil on uh on old satan himself he's twerking on the devil and he snaps satan's neck um probably the only part of the video i didn't have a problem with him doing that but that's pretty much what the video is and so <clears throat> i'm sorry y'all it's these allergies, y'all. It's, it's, that's why my throat's messed up. I'm all up in your ear. I apologize. But, like, pretty much that's what that's what it is for real, for real. Like, you know, he's doing that. And so, um, it was kind of alarming for me watching it. Because, like, you know, I have my... I, I'm not going to say I'm super... I'm, I'm open-minded. But, like, there's still certain things that, like, give me the heebie-jeebies and creeps and stuff like that. So, like, um, even in my being open-minded in my Christianity and, you know, I have, I'll say one thing, I have very un unconventional and untraditional beliefs and belief systems that have come from me spending more time in my word and understanding the word for myself and being relational with God, amen, which is important. Being relational versus being religious, that's the key difference, key point there, keep that in mind. You want, there's a difference between being relational <coughs> and being religious. Being relational allows you the ability to speak to God more one-on-one -on -one and to understand your relationship and what God and your relationship with him looks like for you and him. Being religious gives you the mindset of what relation and what God and your relationship with him looks like for everybody else but you. And what it looks, what it should look like for everybody. You know, it's very much like a one-size-fits-all, like, we're all in this together, like, nah, but that's not how it should be. That's not what your relationship is. Everybody's relationship is different, but um, I'm, I'm getting off track. I'm getting off point. So, yeah, essentially, we, you know, what I'm talking about here is that we have that, and so he does the video, and it's very controversial, of course, because, you know, um, um, I can say for myself, I can say for myself why it's controversial and why it was a little scary for me is that I know there are people who do believe in certain aspects of that. There are people who who believe in Satan. Um, there are people who worship him. There are people who do these different things. I don't mess with that. Like that's just me personally. Like there's certain things that I just I just don't I don't play with. You know, I very much am a person that I believe in spirits and spiritually there being certain things and stuff like that and forces and maybe everything isn't like the devil or satan or certain things like that but there's certain <clears throat> imaging and things that and i don't and i think is maybe it comes from a place of ignorance because i don't know the the association and i don't know where a lot of these things came from like because you know for some there are aspects of this um some of these pieces have come from things over history and time right and things that have occurred so it's like you know at some point in time somehow this uh, 
the maybe the pentacross or whatever you want to call it or the, the circle you know what i'm talking about that came from something that occurred in her history that somebody said this is what this means versus this and all these different things and stuff like that you know but i just prefer not to try my <laughs> try my hand at it or even mess with it because it's like you know i just don't i don't want to bring energy and bring spirits and stuff like that into me and my space um not being like i just can't do it because i've I personally have experienced certain things um, that are scary because I'm a believer. Spirits are real. Spirits are real. Um, and I'm going to have a little side note <laughs> before I really get into the rest of this topic. Spirits are real. There was this time that I was in freshman year of college. And I don't think I've... Have I, I think I, I told this story in the podcast. So freshman year of college, I was asleep in this wave of anger came over it was just like this very weird and i felt like constricted and everything like that i just got so angry i don't know where it came from it just was like out of it was and i don't i wasn't mad about anything it was cool i was chilling i wasn't upset about anything and then like i had this very like very disturbing like scary violent dream and i was like oh my god i woke up and i scared the mess out of myself i was like what was that and i literally immediately i prayed and i said god whatever that spirit was take it away from me and get it out of me because it was just like it came out of nowhere. It literally came out of nowhere. It wasn't like it was a build-up or anything like that. It literally was out of nowhere. And that wasn't the first time that like there had been like spirits and things of sorts um in in the bed in that in that space that I was in my freshman year. That was my dorm room. I'm not gonna say what the dorm room number is and where. Um But um not on here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was that wasn't the first experience I've had. Um, another experience I had was very recent here at my apartment. Um, there was one night I was asleep, and I think I was very tired or something like that. Um, and I was trying to fall asleep, and I just couldn't get any rest. Like, I was just restless. And, like, I looked up, and, like, I felt like I couldn't move my body. Like, And, I mean, that's a, that's the thing. Sleep paralysis is a thing, but it was just, like, so scary. And it was like it was a person there staring at me. And, like, I tried to fight, and I was just trying to fight, and I was trying to get up. And I was like, no, and I was trying to scream. I couldn't scream nothing would come out and it was like this this figure black figure or whatever and it was just horrifying um needless to say i didn't get a lot of rest that night um but eventually i was able to i don't know how somehow god or or my dreams or whatever i was able to take back control of my dreams and i was able to fight it off and all that stuff and finally went to bed um but yeah yeah <laughs> um with all that said, I don't I don't mess with spares and too much stuff like that. So for me, I I wasn't a fan of the video just because I can't. That's not for me. That's not what I do and all that stuff. But um, as I heard on another podcast and people were talking about it, it's not the first time we would have um, we would you know it's not the first time you have figures or you have things um, of that type within media or or the, the sense of like you know like seeing the devil or satan or hell and stuff like that it's been pretty much put in a lot of media like you know somebody said i've read somewhere like somebody brought up a good point charmed ones like that show right there you know they were witches um whether they were good or not some people just don't mess with witches they were witches you know they like one of them was in love with literally satan <laughs> they call him the source of all evil in that show but literally cole was satan <laughs> Phoebe and Cole was together. I watched the show. I like the show. Don't judge me. 
but literally he was freaking satan um and he was a demon so there's that there's you know there's the show called lucifer there's um there's supernatural which i think has had some some um there's been some things with satan in that there there's been so many things like over time um conversations music and stuff like that is not really super alarming um but I think where it became a little, you know, and I'm, I'm building this whole point up to get to a point. Um, I think where it became a lot, much, a bit much for people because it's like, okay, video is one thing. It is when my dude released the the Satan ones. <laughs> <people> to <laughs> the Sodom and Gomorrah fives. <laughs> He had the Lucifer 17s. <laughs> no, Lucifer 11s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the Antichrist Harachis. <laughs> <laughs> The sacrificial sevens. <laughs> That's what he had them called the blood sacrifice sevens. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Ooh, Lord. Gotta laugh to keep from crying. But yeah. Um those were shoes that he, he released some type of shoe with a company um that the shoes released um resembled <clears throat> a pair of Nike's Air Forces and apparently from what it was read what was what was reported allegedly or what was reported I'll say that to protect myself is that they had real human blood in a little piece at the top um, with other liquid foot filled in there that wasn't blood so there is a drop of human blood in every single one or, or like seven see it was a it was a decent amount of human blood in there mixed with other liquid um, and they had this the the pentagon pentagon thing that you know the, the upside down triangle and all that circle and all that stuff I'm not I don't I'm trying to draw no stop <laughs> it had all these different things on it so like you know <clears throat> um it was a lot for people and so of course um there was a lot of Christians a lot of Christians that went after him and they 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 talked their stuff about him um regarding that and it got into the conversation and he put out posts about it, you know. The thing is about Little Nas X, he's like super troll, like he's huge troll, like he's super, super troll, like you, you come at him, he's gonna come back 10 times harder. <laughs> he's going to do that, like he's prepared for every single thing, right? Um, so with that said, is that, you know, you it's, it's difficult to try to come at somebody who don't care. Um, and he said that the biggest thing he said, like, when I was growing up, it was Christianity that told me that I was going to go to hell. And so he said, pretty much, if I'm going to go to hell, might as well embrace it. Um, and I think the point that was trying to be made there, and I'll say this, is that the point that I'm trying to make is that um, just as sometimes uh, church and religion, we failed the Gen Zers and we failed the, the millennials. I think that there is definitely a, at the very least, there is a failure. Little Nas X was failed. He was very much failed. 
from what I described, and I can imagine from what it was described to be, what he described, and he didn't get into it much, but what I can imagine, the horror stories I've heard, um, is that he was, and he's, and don't forget he's from the South, he, he was raised in Atlanta, so, you know, Atlanta may very much seem like one way, but it's still the South, um, so I can only imagine, like, growing up, being, him being gay, just some of the things that were said to him, some of the things that were done to him, we don't even know. And some people go through so many different messed up things. There's some people who get, there's like, uh, <laughs> conversion camps are a real thing. Like historically conversion camps are a real thing. You send your kid away, um, you know, and they pray to gay away. Um, those are very much a thing, very traumatic <laughs> from what I've heard. Um, very much a thing and so who knows he might have had experience like that um there's even the, the touching and laying hands on 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 you at church right hey what's up movie thanks for jumping back in there's a touching and laying on hands at church like oh if we pray hard enough maybe we can pray the gay out of him you know and it's almost looked at as if it's like some type of demon that's another piece i was going to say about it too is that you know everybody says that Everybody, it seems like people are very quick to call everything that's not traditional or seems like an issue a demon or a spirit in him. So, who knows? He might have had people holding him down, trying to pray the gay out, the, the gay out or whatever, you know. That very much could have been a thing. We don't know. Or it could have been a thing of, like, because of religion, because of, of you know, faith and what his family believes in. It could have been a thing if he was getting his behind whooped exponentially or expeditiously um, to get to stop being gay because it's wrong. You're going to hell and everything like that. Or it could have been something something as simple as watching. When I say it's the indirect thing, it's sometimes it's that. Or it could have been direct, could have been both. People looking at you or you feel like the pastor is looking at you and they're saying, if you don't stop liking men now or you don't stop liking women now, you're going to hell. This, 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 and preaching that to you every single week, especially when you know he's young. So he's not old, and you know his. You know, I don't know when he came out or how long he knew he was of he was of his sexuality or whatever. But in those formal moments where you're trying to figure things out, it can be very harmful to have somebody. Basically, all the things that are, you're trying to reaffirm yourself that this is a thing and this is who I am. To have somebody tell you that you're wrong, you're dead wrong, and that, you know, no matter what you're going to do, because it's not a choice. I don't believe it's a choice. Um, no matter what you're going to do, you're going to go to hell for being you. So, you know, with all those things said, you know, to have somebody tell you you're going to hell for what you, <laughs> for who you are and who what you can't change, he took it and he literally said, I'm going to embrace it. And, you know, that's where I feel like we failed him. You know, we, we failed him as a church or, you know, the church failed him. I don't say we because I'm not that way. I will not include myself in that foolishness at all. But the church definitely failed him. There was a failing there. And here's my thing is that <clears throat> you do not have to agree with everybody. You don't have to agree with everybody at all. But what happened to love? And I don't even think it's a thing that you can agree or disagree with because you can't agree or disagree with sexuality or whatever. But what happened to the leading with love, to, to loving people despite their differences, to, to being like a good neighbor like Jesus says and stuff like that, 
and I think that's the thing that we we try to claim so much of being you know such ooh I'm sorry I don't know what the heck that was it just screeched you know being great Christians and stuff like that and being in faith that we don't lead with love at all you know or you know we, yeah we I, I'll say whatever we don't leave with we don't lead with love at all we leave with hate you know for somebody to feel like they are hold on a second y'all I gotta plug this laptop up now too. Um, cause this'll this the whole thing will go down if I don't do that. <laughs> Podcast and everything. You won't be getting an episode <laughs> if I don't do that, John. Um but yes. What happened to leading with <sighs> shoot? I'm gonna be done, so it's not like just plugged up anymore. But what happened to leading with love? What happened to leading with love? What happened to, all right, and I say disagreement for the sake of conversation because some people feel like you can't disagree with it. I don't believe that. But what happened to, all right, even if I disagree with you, I'm still gonna love you and I'm still gonna support you and I'm still gonna be here for you and I'm gonna be with you throughout this walk of what this looks like, right? What happened to that? Because obviously if hate or or cursing the person out doesn't work or, or that makes things worse and it causes situations such as this because this is what it is and nope the he i feel like i why wouldn't have done satan i wouldn't have used that he feels very much vindicated i can't get mad at him for feeling this way um i think the execution wouldn't have been what i would have did i not can't agree with that just certain things i don't play with or whatever but um I think that very much his thought process here and his feelings are validated and he's, he's it's valid in a sense and so it's like this piece of leading with love and everything like that and I don't say that because he was wild and he was tripping too the snooze route that was too much and all that stuff um but neither here nor there um leading with love would prevent these things like this from happening you know supporting people would prevent these things from happening having real conversations and not hiding behind what we think doctrine is would help us have these situations. You know, being able to have real conversations and discussions and being able to accept people and love them for who they are like Christ would, like Jesus would, because if you want to call it a sin, quote unquote, you know, or you want to call this a sin and that a sin and stuff like that, Jesus was the one who hung out with the people who were considered the low lives, the undesirables. And I say this, and I'm not calling anybody who is of the community that, or, you know, anybody who's going through any type of situation that at all. I'm just using that as an example. Um, Though I hate to, but, you know, Jesus didn't hang with the popular people. Jesus didn't hang with the perfect individual. You know, he hung with the people who were were imperfect and they knew it. He hung with the people who were, oh, Jesus. (laughs) <laughs> literally no he hung with the people who were who were considered undesirable he in another piece to it too and to bring it to good friday and start wrapping up he died for everybody he didn't just die for for perfect patty who's never as much as uttered a curse word before he didn't die for for joe who who never stole a day in his life he didn't die for for melissa who who you know um who, who preached the gospel every single Sunday? He didn't die for, for 
this one or that one, all these perfect individuals who had it right all the time. And by the way, that's impossible. You're not going to have it right all the time. You're human. He didn't die for those people. He died for the people who who, who fell, the people who had issues, the people who, who, who weren't, who, who might have been on drugs. Perfect Patty be cussing on the <laughs> Perfect Patty do be cussing on the go. Perfect Patty be cussing. Perfect Patty be cussing on the way from. She be cussing. Because, okay, hold on. Quick thing. I don't know if y'all remember this or some of y'all. Y'all can hit me up in the DMs about this too. Y'all know how some people after church, they don't cook or whatever. They used to all go for brunch or whatever and they cook dinner later. Perfect Patty was probably the type of person. She was all good during church, front row and everything. Soon as she got in that car on the highway or wherever she was going to go for lunch and brunch, because you always had people going to the same place, she was probably cussing like, "I just got out of church and you getting in my way, you make me lose my religion." Bum, 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 bum. You dirty mother! Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Thank you for bringing it up, bro. bro. Definitely, Patty. Definitely be cussing on the low. Um, but yeah. But yeah, pretty much what I was saying is that he died for everybody. He didn't die for he died for the people who are imperfect. He died for the people who be cussing. He died for the people who who be drinking. He died for the people who who have sex out of pre out of you know um, who have premarital sex. That's the word I was looking for. He died for this one. He died for that one. He died for all these different people. Um, and so, with that said, he didn't just die for the perfect person, right? And so. That's what we got to think of. <laughs> yes, I am right. <laughs> I'm cussing. This is not for me. Yes, he did. He absolutely did die for you. He definitely was from the city of New Jersey. <sighs> See? And that's how I know the Lord. He died for me too because, you know what? And it's Good Friday. I usually would have cussed my friend Mooley out clear out for that comment but i'm not going to not on this podcast i won't right not on this podcast i won't um oh shoot my screen is cracking more oh no it's not i thought my screen was cracking more um but usually i would cuss him out for that but you know what i'm jesus died for me too he knows my heart he knows my heart he knows me (laughs) but yeah pretty much um he died for everybody there's no one person he died for there's no one person there's no two people or he died for whatever he died for everybody so when we think about these things and you know even think about little Nas X and what he did in that whole situation he died for he died for him too he died for all these different people and stuff like that whether he believes in it or not you know people don't believe in God and you know and all these things and that's their that's prerogative you have a right to um that's on that's that's you that's your thing i don't say that's on you but that's your your thing you have that right um but with all that said you know your level of sin doesn't trump somebody else's level of sin and you aren't better because you have a lower level of it you're no worse because you think your you think yours is more than another person's either um and so that thought process like that's probably why that's what that issue was right there like you know us the way that we treated him the way that we dealt with him and stuff like that to make and think about this if we're all created in god's image you know and we're all supposed to love each other imagine somebody else who's in god's image making you hate yourself 
if we're all in the same image. So it's like, oh, we all look like, like we all pretty much, think of it like we all twins, right? Like, although, although we know that we aren't twins, right? But think of it as like, we all are made in God's image. So we all essentially are like twins, tr twins and triplets and we're replications of him, right? We're all doppelgangers, whatever you want to call it. But imagine somebody saying, seeing you, you're still made in God's image and saying, you show is ugly and you this and you that and da 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 and it's like hey yo dog how you can you do that when at the end of the day we all made it in his image so i don't understand what's going on here <laughs> like how are you judging him and judge i don't under i just don't understand i just don't understand <laughs> i don't understand yeah so it's like it's, it's ridiculous at the end of the day like you know and so that's why I can say, like, I, I can see where he's coming from, and I think that's the fair point. I think that's a big reason why we have the issues we have, or, like, not the issues we have, but, like, that's why Gen Zers and Millennials aren't in there in the church, you know? If it's not the, and I'm wrapping up, if it's not the being isolate, um, alienated when you come back because you're different, it's the, the, um... It's the finding it for yourself and feeling like I don't necessarily need to be a part of a house and finding religion for yourself and your own understanding. Or it's the church hurt, which we just talked about, which comes in many forms and fashions. You know, it can be direct or indirect. And then it's also the isolation and the made to feel like you never belonged in the first place. And that's all we want to do at the end of the day. Everybody just wants to belong. You know, I think at the end of the day, we know that we are, and I say this as Christians, um, but even as people too, we know that we're not the same and we know that we're different. We know we're not going to fit in everywhere, but at the very piece of it all, the very center of it all in our souls and our hearts, we want to belong somewhere. We want somewhere where we can call home, somewhere where we can be appreciated for who we are and stuff like that, you know, and I think that's all what Nas X wanted. And I think that's what a lot of people want, you know, the people who have children out of wedlock, they just want to belong. They don't want to be treated any differently. The people who have these different things going on. You know, they just want to be treated the same, um, and that's my that's my good talk for 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 Good Friday. And that's the takeaway I wanted to have for everybody is that you know, if we want to bring back the Gen Zers, if we want to have the Millennials come back, we got to make some changes in the church. We have to be more open-minded with what we do. We have to be more mindful of how we speak to people. We have to make people feel welcome, and we have to stop practicing and preaching hate. We have to preach love. We have to, and I don't, <clears throat> preaching love is accepting people. Preaching love is, you know, thinking how Jesus would, viewing these people how Jesus would view people. You know, we have to do these things. That's all we really can do. Otherwise, we're going to still continue to see the downcline in the church of, of Gen Zers and millennials. Or we're going to find them finding their own churches, which isn't a bad thing either. You're going to find a lot of churches they may be churches who go under, but there are going to be new churches that are, re are birthed from this too because people have found a place that they can call home that more so directs and lives within what they have. But um, I've been rapping. I've been talking for a long time. This has been a really good discussion. I've really enjoyed talking about this. Um, you know, on this Good Friday, if you are of the religious, uh, of the Christian faith, you know, I just want you to think about it. Gotta love your... What? Anyway, movie. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about, what you mean. Um, um, but what I was saying is that um, as I, I come, you know, as we come to a close, 
Um, and, you know, we talk about, we think about Good Friday. If you are of the Christian faith, you know, just think about and remember what this means. He didn't just die for me or you. He died for everybody. <laughs> they going at it in the chat right now. Oh, my God. Sometimes I wish Instagram lives would show the comments. <laughs> Lord. Come on. Get him, Wes. <laughs> but, yeah. But, yeah. Um. Pretty much what I'm saying is that you remember that he died for everybody. He didn't just die for me and you. He didn't just die for this one or that one. There's love there. And a part of that is he did it out of love, not because he wanted to. He did it out of pure love and sacrifice and stuff like that. And so you remember that. Um, and then also, if you're not religious, you know, at all, um, I just want to talk about treating people as you want to be treated, you know. And not judging people for things that they have no control over, you know, and at the same time still practicing that whole thing of love. It costs you nothing to love somebody. It costs you nothing to reaffirm somebody. It costs you nothing to speak life into somebody. It costs you nothing to do all these things. It's literally free. You know, it probably costs you more. <laughs> when I say it costs you more, it costs you your soul. It costs you good karma. It costs you peace of mind. It costs you guilt and these things of feeling like you've turned torn somebody down and maybe you're fine with that but i know for myself taking away god or religion or anything like that it's just humans it's just simple human decency it costs you nothing to do that so keep that in mind as well you know this was a good episode i thank you for listening this far if you really do you bang with me you listen you mess with the podcast thank you for anybody who's viewed on ig and everything like that i appreciate y'all um I'm about to head on out, you know, for those who celebrate the, the um, you know, Easter, have a very good Easter uh, weekend. For those who don't, have a very good weekend in general. You know, next week we're going to talk about some other stuff. You know, once again, live tweet the episode, AAGC podcast on on Twitter. Um, please live tweet the episode. Um, answer any questions that might be for the preview when the preview drops, which I might drop the episode a little early, maybe Sunday or so. So talk about that. Share the podcast. Don't be stingy. You know, tell your friends about it. You know, like, subscribe. Um, if I am, if you are on Apple Podcasts, you know, please give me a five star rating. If you're on Google Podcasts, give me a five star rating. If you're on Spotify, give me a five star rating. Anywhere that you can rate the podcast, and you can make this top notch. You can do that because the more that you rate it and the more that you hype it up, the more people can listen and more discussions we can have and different conversations like this. But anyway, I thank y'all. Appreciate y'all. Love y'all. As always, bye. Sorry, y'all. I just realized that I didn't stop the podcast <laughs> on the thing. But once again, for the listeners who are um, listening and aren't watching on IG, once again, not the same thing. I was talking to all of us or all of y'all. Bye, though. <laughs> Deuces. <laughs>